This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, episode 44. And right off the top, guys, we have a very special guest. You know Rich Engler as well as I do, and most people know his name. But as this episode drops, will be the exact release day of Behind the Stage Door, a promoter's life behind the scenes, Gravitas, wherever you can stream video, it's out. And Rich is our special guest. Congratulations, Rich. I know firsthand what a Herculean effort it takes to do this. Well, I am so humbled by the whole situation. You know, whenever I came out with the book, and sold thousands of books in uh, 2013, and uh, actually sold out of books. And now, now I had to reorder books. I thought, well, it ran its course. And then a producer reads the book down in Tampa that somebody sent him from Hollywood, and they call me and say, "Hey, we want to make a movie possibly out of your book, and we want to do a documentary on your." on the book and your life. And I'm going, are you kidding? You sure you have the right number? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's been crazy. They, the, the the whole thing has been very humbling. Awesome. You know, Rich, uh, it's great for people actually to, to get to see and hear your story through your window, through your eyes. Because I, I had a chance to, uh, catch you at the Oaklander, I don't know, last December or whatever. You were, you were just telling stories and, uh, it, I could listen to them all, all night. You had a whole room, about 200 people captivated, man. So I could see like millions see, hearing these stories. Like, for instance, a story with you and Bob Marley and things like that. Uh, just You were with some just unbelievable, iconic figures uh, and connect them to us. It's, it's pretty amazing, man. It's going to be a great, great documentary. And Rich, okay. you and your okay. wife, Cindy, are the coolest couple I've ever met. So to Jimmy's point, everybody you see that knows you, knows at least enough to ask you a couple of questions. So how do you capture 50 years, now 53 years of promoting great music and capture that in one book and now a documentary? Well, you you, you can't, but you, you try to pick the best and the worst of everything and, uh, and nothing pretty much in between because nobody wants to read anything or hear anything that's vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be juicy and uh, has to have uh, either a, a really bad downside or a really good upside. So uh, I learned that early on. Nobody, you know, they want to laugh. And and I was able to, uh, I had a God-given gift, 
gift, the talent somehow of uh, telling these stories and 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 there are the emotions through through the book. Uh, some stories are extremely sad and some are really happy and a lot of them are extremely h- hilarious. Could, could, hey, Rich, I, could you give us a tease of the Bob Marley story? It was captivating. Well, the Bob Marley story was very close to my, my heart. The whole episode of me doing Bob Marley shows early on and none of them would make any money because reggae music wasn't catching on. I'd take Bob Marley records to the radio stations and say, man, you got to play this. Mm-hmm. You got to play this because this is rock and roll. They go, it's not rock and roll. I go, yes, it is. It's part of our generation. You have to play it. And then he came out with jamming and they all finally really got it. It was, you know, the rest is history. In the trailer, you talk about Bob Marley and it was his last concert here in Pittsburgh and, and it brought tears to your eyes. Well, I... It, <laughs> It does every time. I get very emotional. I really, sure. I really do, and I don't know why I do this. He's a close uh, friend of yours. I, I was tough as nails all my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't tell that story without getting emotional. It's uh, you know, I get emo- I'm emotional right now. Sure, it's something. Well, that's one of those purely good friends you meet mm-hmm. in your life. You know, yeah. And We're the all fact lucky enough is, to you own the Stanley Theater, which was at that time, you know, falling into disrepair created a music house that was the hottest venue in the country for a while, which is now the Benetton, by the way. At that Stanley Theater, Bob Marley's final show. And I know just recently you did the rock and reggae relief with Lucas Pyatt, and you had the Whalers there, one of the original members, and it was so emotional for you then because they talked about it. Steve Rohan brought it up, who was hosting the uh, concert and MC in the event. And, you know, that's just one Story, what, over 6,000 acts you booked? <laughs> exactly. Over th- 6,000 concerts over 53 years. And wow. And I, but I never worked a day in my life. That I, I loved every 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 minute. I never cried over the losses or celebrated the wins. And uh, in the big picture, we were able to kick some major ass. Well, that was, that was what's, that's what's amazing about your uh, career. Uh, I remember we were golfing or whatever, but. People don't realize you 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 put your house up at times for these concerts, man. You're a riverboat gambler. Yeah, yes. your house. <laughs> and I That's think a, you lost what four hundred thousand in one on one show. I did on the Monsters of Rock, uh, Van Halen, Metallica, <laughs> Scorpions, Kingdom Come, and uh, a couple others on there. I hosted I that thought, one. <laughs> I thought this had to be a home run. I needed forty thousand people to break even, and I did thirty-two thousand people, and I go. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> oh if you look at it, thirty-two thousand people, <laughs> yeah, watching anything and having a good time. Everybody should be making money, right? Yes, right. yes. I love the artist because I was an artist at one time, a musician. But it's so one-sided. You have to make these large guarantees for what they want, right? And it's versus. 95% of gross, whichever is greater. That, that you can uh, subtract the expenses, of course, but these are very, very, very tough deals. Right. You know, you hear it all the time. People talk about people in the music industry being real jerks. But one thing that stood out to me in just watching the trailer was the respect that every one of those artists had for you. I mean, and you became friends with so many of them. What set you apart from the other promoters across the country? I guess the fact that I, I came from nothing, literally from a steel town 
glass and stills town, Creighton, Pennsylvania. I was just happy to do what I was doing. And I wanted to respect the artists because being an artist and traveling, nobody really understands what they have to go through. No wonder some of them at times had to, they got on drugs and, and alcohol and, and things it, it, because it's a difficult uh, life. Although they're making a lot of money, it's a difficult life uh, living on a bus or living on from airport to airport. It's, it's tough. So I really felt that I had a, a style that, again, God-given, that I was able to make these people comfortable and gave them what they wanted and went above and beyond what they were asking. You know, everybody hears about the rider. They want all these different things. I would do that and more. If they didn't want anything in their dressing room, I would put extra ping pong tables, uh, pool, <laughs> uh, pool table. What was your craziest rider request? You have to have a couple. Tom Jones wanted a pair of black socks. That's bizarre. <laughs> I think I know why. <laughs> well, what he did is knotted them and put them in his pants. Yep. Oh, now we Jimmy's know the truth. Secret is now <laughs> yeah, I use little socks. <laughs> Jimmy's Secret. I use little socks. <laughs> Until Bombus came along I and one ruined sock. everything. Yeah, he's one sock. <laughs> so before you go, Rich, very exciting. The release uh, Behind the Stage Door, Promoter's Life Behind the Scenes, documentary streaming everywhere. You can download and watch, rent, buy. But you have a special opportunity, two dates in October, and I'll let you, uh, since you're the promoter, talk about how exciting this is. Well, exactly. I, Whenever they heard about the documentary, I got a call from uh, uh, the Carnegie Science Center, uh, a couple of their head folks down there. They said, listen, we want to be the premiere of the cinematic sense around IMAX presentation of your documentary. And again, I'm going, are you sure you, sure you have the right you calling me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I go, okay. Well, when do you want to do it? They go, we're going to do it October 1st and October 15th. If we agree to agree, we're going to send you a couple agreements and we want to do this. I go, great. So that's going to happen October 1st and October 15th. I think there's about... 250 seats in the theater and i don't have the ticket link yet i don't think they have that out but they're going to be selling tickets i think for ten dollars and if you're a member of the carnegie anything i think you get it for eight dollars that's going to be exciting i I can't believe it's going to be on the imax screen that'd be great you well, deserve it. You deserve it, Rich. Plenty of seats of still people. available. No additional. No additional. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Rich, again, uh, you couldn't have done it without your partner, Cindy. I really love how in love you two still are after 50 years of marriage. Enjoy Sicily and can't wait till you get back. And uh, I know Sheila, Jimmy, and I I'll be at uh, one or both of those performances at the Carnegie Science Center. Absolutely, Rich. Wouldn't miss it. Tell Cindy said hey. All right. Looking forward to it, guys. Hey, I really appreciate the time you've taken today, and keep on rocking. Thank (laughs) you. Thanks, brother. Rich Angler. The official site is richangler.com. Behind the stage door, promoter's life, behind the scenes. How awesome is that? It's Larry Richard with Sheila Highland and Jimmy Roach. Yes, right here. <laughs> Howdy. You're more Jimmy. Well, more you know what I think of Rich Angler? No, Jimmy Crenn 
and <laughs> Sheila Highland, Unfiltered, Episode 44. How great was that? Talk to Rich. I, I, I love Rich. He's helped me a lot. My career, is always, he's a genuine guy, and his wife Cindy's just wonderful. Uh, the thing is, when you're listening to those stories, you just it's kind of surreal, but they're real. Mm-hmm. For instance, Tom Jones wants two socks for him to put in his and that's a real story. Yeah. Yeah. In his pants. It's like a thing. And and I just couldn't imagine before my shows walking up to Larry. Going, Larry, <laughs> have you seen my socks? Uh, they're they're <laughs> here. And, and I'm I put, sorry. I put them down and they're, they're gone. I have to put them in my pants. You should have signed a non-disclosure agreement with yeah. Rich. Because you know obviously what? he's out telling that story now. It's obvious. It's, it's a great <laughs> story. That's a great. And that's I just want to be known one, as a guy with socks. One little story out of 6,000 plus uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So our uh, partner here, Sheila, Jimmy Crenn, open for Craig Shoemaker. What was that like oh, last it, week it, at the improv? Last, last, yeah, last week which, as we're recording here. Um, <clears throat> Shoe is a great guy. He's a friend of mine. And uh, he's one of those guys, <clears throat> most fascinating career. He know, he's brilliant, actually. His, his comedy is just brilliant. I, it, you know, I... A lot of people know him. He's great, but he should be selling out arenas. This guy's that funny. Um, so I, I did his podcast, and last time I was out in L.A., I always hang out when I get out there, and he's been friends for, God, for 25, 30 years. So he called. He's on the improv, and he said, hey, Jimmy, you have any local comics to open? And I said, I'll do it, man. He said, why? So I went out, so we had a party last night. It was a great time. But the cool thing is after, after the show, we're having dinner, and he showed me this thing. He goes, yeah, I was at uh, this comedy camp. I'm like, Really? What was it like? He goes, yeah, is it David Chappelle's farm? David Chappelle has a farm uh, in Ohio. And every year he invites certain comedians to come out to his farm. And he has an audience, a huge audience, like, you know, thousands of people ever end up showing up for these shows. And they all hang out and they kind of have a party all weekend, these guys. And he showed me the list of people. It's uh, Chappelle, of course. And in his shoe, shoemaker, Craig, and he and his, he's got this photo list of him and Chris Rock, uh, Jimmy Fallon, um, named the comedian, named the comedian. He was there, they were there because Chappelle's gives the call. They they come out. So uh, Rock and uh, Chappelle, shoemaker uh, Craig started to help Chappelle when Chappelle was like a kid, and a teenager. Uh, he let him, he opened for him in like Washington D.C. or somewhere. And that's it. That kind of launched him, kind of started him. And he never forgot it. Chappelle's that kind of guy. And that's kind of what this is. This this uh, farm thing is. He's, it's people. That Chappelle never forgets anybody who helped him along the way. And he has this big party. And and Chappelle uh, helped him. The shoemaker helped a lot of people. He helped Fallon and all these mm-hmm. when they were younger, coming up. Uh, she was like in his late fifties, I guess. You know, early, early sixties. But tremendous act. It's fascinating though when he's talking about like Chris Rock and. You know, walking on stage with him and Chappelle, and he's showing these photos. Who has a photo album like that? We show me, you know, Chris Rock. Fall- I'm like, what is this shoe? What are you doing here? It's pretty amazing. What guy. if they had a camp for anchor women? They probably should to learn comedy. Sheila Highland. Oh no, camp. <laughs> they should, right? Yeah, they should camp for everything. That's actually you need pretty the Larry cool. Richard yeah. camp. But isn't it cool like that that he has this thing every year and it is and he has a farm in you Ohio, know, Chappelle, which we, is kind of cool. Yes. Too. We, the three of us, mm-hmm. could start something like that. That's it could cool. be anybody that's in broadcasting, comedy, media. Well, camp. For those that don't production. know, she, tell people what you do. 
most of the time. Sit around and eat bonbons. Besides yeah. that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, now I do media training, crisis communications, oh. talent coaching, and executive coaching. So there you go. And this is the other side of me. This, yeah. is, the, this is the fun side that so no you, one knows about. So give so us an example. Um, of one of my clients. Right. So it, you don't have to give names if you don't want to. But okay. Oh. So large corporations that might have some issues with the media, and the media comes knocking on their door and right. wants a comment. So they need to know what to say and what not to say. That's a very um, abbreviated it's version like crisis, of what I do. Yeah. Well, person. yes. And there are more companies that do it than you might be aware of. You know, because it can be scary when Does the media comes calling. Busy? It keeps me very busy. Got a yeah. lot of employees. I love a lot it. Of things can happen. I absolutely love well, it. Let me try right on the, right on the, off the cuff here. Jimmy, where? Hey, they want to know: Is that Tom Jones story true? It's true. <laughs> okay, what's the? What, do I say? what is the worst thing that you can say to a reporter? The number the one worst, worst thing? thing? Yes. I don't know what the worst thing is. I, I think no about comment, it. It's no two comment. words. Yes, that's it. No comment. That's the worst thing you can yeah. say. You may not want to comment, right. but you need to tell the reporter why because you don't the, want to comment. Right. So rather than saying no comment, you would say, I'm just not in a position where I can make a statement about yes. that. I hope you understand yes. because I don't have all the facts. Yes. Something. Yeah. Oh, Larry. Larry. You Larry's and I can teach these courses together. Larry's been He's in so trouble before. He knows how to get out of it. <laughs> Yeah, asking me about oh, singing like Tiny Tim. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no comment. They can take it anywhere they want. That's why. They well, can it sounds like you're hiding something sure. if you say no comment. Yeah, right. they can and the, the other thing is too. Please don't cover up the camera lens. That'll definitely make it on the news. That just looks bad. Do you have people coming to ask you uh, if they should? pursue you ever have to tell someone not to pursue the career like they say i want to be an anchor person okay, I want to, well, you say i don't think that's for you um it's hard there have been a couple that i wasn't sure about but right. after working with them both saw actually, potential they made it they made it in the business they did yes wow yes so so you have you are, if, you, if they want it helper. bad enough and they're willing to work at it things can happen so what do huh. you do as an executive coach i help executives with presentation training, executive image, etc. I tell them please don't go on a podcast and do what I do. Are, are you like uh <laughs> Mick and Rocky, like Mickey, like you're a wrecking machine. You're a wrecking machine. You can do this. You can do this. You just gotta train. You gotta practice. You gotta practice. You gotta train. Executive oh, train. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Train. Wrecking machine. Who's it's basically Burgess just nerd. after you know yeah. what so many years of doing something uh-huh. you kind of just pick up all the it out. tricks yes. all the things that you know. and uh, you know been there done that right um, right have it, been it's... through every situation you can imagine it's actually including the you know Ms. Highland if you're not funny don't try to be I, I, you <laughs> it's, know, it's... I've been told it all by employers you know it's... don't wear your hair that way lose weight or lose your job really just, oh yeah well, do, see that stuff you 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 really can't do that anymore. Oh, but it I, I think it happens. It does? Yes. But it'll happen. Yes. You can't. No, As an employer, you know, with PC world and cancel culture, in the work environment, a executive or manager has to be really careful. True. But look at television. I mean, yeah. they, those people are very well put together. Sure. Well manicured. They're dressed well. Got 
the right makeup on. I mean, right. that's still very they important. Look. You're right. There's a certain look. There, there's a certain, yeah. And you don't have to be attractive, but you have to be well put together. Okay. Where and, do they, they get all these women for Fox News? I don't know, but I do think if you want to work at National Fox News, you you have to show your legs first. Huh. I, I, I know that that used to be a mandate. I don't know if it is anymore, but that you had, if you were a Fox You're News being anchor, serious. I'm being serious. You had to wear a skirt. Really? I can't imagine they can get away with that now. Hmm. Well, Jimmy, you but, could yeah. never be an anchor woman. I could wear a skirt. No, I've okay. seen his legs. Oh, he's got beautiful <laughs> thank legs. You, thank you very much. You might have to shave, though. Well, if I wear a skirt, I can't hold my socks. So it's a problem. So I wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, somebody said I had to lose weight and look better. I wouldn't be working. I'd be, I would never work. I'd have made it a week. No, you show me that before and after picture when you were working oh, yes. daily morning radio and then weren't. Right. The difference. After a while. It's unbelievable. Well, the difference the stress. is. Yeah, the difference is the stress. And, you know, I was going to almost 25 years. I was going on 25 years of morning radio. And uh, Larry, you know, too, Sheila, you did morning TV, which is the same thing. It's a grind. You feel like you have the flu. All the time. Yes. You may have one day a week, maybe one day, where you feel sort of normal. You don't have a normal family life. You don't have. You can't go out with your friends. I couldn't do a thing like tonight or last night. I did with you know, hanging out with Shu, doing a show with him, and hanging out afterwards and talking. That doesn't happen. That doesn't exist. You're work. You're in a vacuum. You have to do what you do, and it's like Groundhog Day every day. And I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like Rich Engler. Never really worked. Wouldn't trade it for the world. But physically. You don't realize the punishment that it takes. And what happened was God worked in mysterious ways. Whenever uh, I got let go, you know, the budgets and whatever the, the thing was, mm -hmm. it, it it's fine. It was like I didn't realize, but at the time, you don't think it's a blessing, but it is a blessing. And I didn't realize it was a blessing until a year later. When I looked at those photos. That's when the photos showed Larry. I went, whoa, whoa. God worked in mysterious ways. If I would have continued, who knows? Physically, I don't know. You saw but the But Larry photo. still looks great, oh, even though together. he gets up in the middle of the night. By the way, <laughs> do you and did you experience this too? Get freaked out trying to fall asleep, wondering if you're going to sleep through the alarm. All the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, that was. So I would have to have alarms set sure. throughout the house. I like three, yeah. Back to back. And up. also, I can remember when I did. I didn't work the morning shift for very mm -hmm. long. It was only about eight months. But I can remember taking a nap in the afternoon one day, and I woke up, and it was 6 o'clock. I thought it was 6 o'clock a.m. I've done that. And the show started at 6. <laughs> I have never – I mean, I was freaked out, absolutely freaked out. I started running toward the shower. I grabbed my phone right. to call the station Isn't to apologize. Do I still have a job? And then I realized – it Isn't it the greatest PM. feeling when you realize you you screwed up in a weird way? Even that was a dumb move. Yes. You don't want to tell you. I won't tell anybody. But <laughs> but it's the greatest thing in the world. I've done it. I've got, I've got, I've driven in uh, uh, to the parking lot on a Saturday, thinking it was a Friday. <laughs> I remember going that once. I haven't done that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, it's Saturday. I didn't realize, like, there's no cars in the park. I'm like, okay. Thank but especially god. in the winter time, oh, when it gets dark early, can't miss. Yeah. And if you fall asleep late in the afternoon, you wake up, you don't know where you are. Yes. Oh, it's night. Is it morning? Yeah. Well, when but you feel you do, I was going to say, you do a lot of stuff at night, though, still. I, I do. Yeah, I, I did, too, a lot of, you know, tried it. I tried. know, Larry's, you did. And I did the same thing. You were out four or five nights but a how? week. I'm doing how? stuff. How did you handle it? A lot, well, you know, the lifestyle. Like I said, when you see the photo, uh, the coffee, probably about eight eight cups of coffee a day. Easy. Six to eight. You're just, it's intravenous, basically. So you're drinking a lot of caffeine. 
you're just fighting to stay awake. You're napping here and there. Mm-hmm. It takes its toll physically. It's so like I, I recommend a quarter century for ra- morning radio, and after that, ta- ta- <laughs> you know, taper down. It's like uh, blood Larry, how long's it been for you now? Twenty no years. Twenty-two. Oh, you've got three more years. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. It's well. You'll see the before and after picture. You'll be, you know, you have a great run. As long as you want to go, people love you. Uh, I hope that you earned it. Picture looks. You better. look great for an eighty-three-year-old. Uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Oh, thanks a lot, yeah. <laughs> Larry. You look fabulous. Fabulous. You yeah, do. Man. You, you both great, look you fabulous. All right. Anything else you want to cover? <laughs> oh, no, I got my socks. I'm good. You're good. So I look no, for socks I just, want, I just wanted, out the limit. I wanted to bring up though this Instagram that we were talking oh, about yeah, earlier. Okay. Uh, I I don't know the the name of it, but this <laughs> guy yeah. goes to it looks like somewhere in New York, um, and starts interviewing young people. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly history questions or right. simple math questions, right. like how many states are there in the United States who fought in the Mexican-American War? Mm-hmm. Who was our first president? Who's our current president? Who's our current vice president? It's so sad. And the but answers it is. will astound you. Who was buried in Grant's, Grant's tomb? tomb? Oh, yeah. I, when was the War of 1812? What year was the War of 1812? In Steve Allen, back in Steve, Steve Allen. It's a tradition to do that, you know, kind of thing. It's amazing how many people... Are voters and, you know, and they don't know and don't and, know. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What countries border to the north and south? America. No clue. And so often people come up with Russia. Wow. Russia. Who fought in the Mexican-American War? Russia. Who it's fought amazing. in the Civil War? Russia. You almost wonder. If they're, <laughs> you almost wonder if they're joking. You think the people think they're. You wonder, huh? Are they just joking? Uh, could they, could no, that be real? They don't real? appear to be. Yeah. They really don't. What's terrifying to be. is you realize they're serious. <laughs> Yeah. It is kind of scary. It is terrifying. <laughs> we need to go back and teach history a little bit better and civics. Who won the like, Civil War? It is like basic. The North or the it, South? Russia. They, Russia. <laughs> That's what everyone knows, yeah. We wow. should do that. We'll do a podcast out. Ask basic questions. Yeah. We'll get a list. That's All right. Well, <laughs> Jimmy, you're hanging out with stars again. Sheila, stars you're coaching and executives. <laughs> and uh, I'm... Slugging it out with Marty Griffin every day. I tell you, I love love the sh- love Marty and you. It's a great show, man. Good energy. It's You're great. not bruised well. yet, by the way. The Big yeah. K Morning Show. Are we going to get? It sounds like a cereal. <laughs> big K, baby, <laughs> cereal killer. I want the Big K T-shirt, man. Because Craig, my name, he just says, say, "What's Coming the Big K?" Coming to a giant eagle near you. Yes, I want the Big K. We'll get Chris. We're going to get Marty on the show. Yes, this is a big thing to get Marty on the show. We're going to have some pageantry. Yes. The fiftieth episode. Fiftieth episodes. The Marty. This is forty-four. Yeah, we met that. Even so before. we want to thank our he's, producer he's Dick Roberts, Jim Patolsky, one of our partners from Face for Radio Productions, and thank you. Got some nice feedback from our last couple of podcasts, and cool. uh, we paid off Andy with a great lunch last <laughs> week. <laughs> yes, we love it. and Andy. we we both thank you because. I benefited from that as well. That was that was uh, fun. that was wonderful. That was great. I just want to Jimmy. Mention. Thanks for tipping too much. I always take care of it. Did he make you I look you bad? Did. Yeah, I did. No, I had to match. Oh, it. you had to match. I go them because they'll tell everyone they know. Jimmy, Jimmy tipped me, but Larry <laughs> stiffed me. <laughs> gave me two dollars. Larry, I just want to mention I'm at uh, Steamworks Creative on October first oh yeah and we will be there 
She is going to meet Larry. She's making Larry 1st, host. Does I always have him come out and do some stories Jim with Jim Steamworks out on Route 8 in Hampton Township. It's a great little venue owned by John Bento. It's only 40 seats, so call. Yeah, it's So it's either good. that or Rich Anglers. Oh, yeah. Well, Rich is on the 15th, too. So yeah, we yeah, yeah. Okay. the 15th uh-huh. Richie, on that right. one. So episode 44, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. Download the free Odyssey app or go to kdkradio.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 